need some motivation on your Chinese business endeavor, may be curious about what the Chinese business environment is all about, or want to laugh out loud listening to war stories on the ground in China, then this is your show, China Business Cast. Welcome to the China Business Cast with me, Jans, as your new host. I'll be inviting interesting guests and hosting the podcast from now on, as we shared on the last episode. I'd like to say thanks to Mike and Slomar for all their hard work over the years and cheers to our audience for their continued uh, support going forward. A lot of interesting things have been uh, brewing here at the uh, CBC team, which we're hoping to share and implement over the coming weeks and months. But first, I'd like to do a shout out that we're looking for a guest host or even a co-host for the show. So if there's anyone out there interested in hosting the show with me, get in touch, please. You can contact us through our website, ChinaBusinessCast.com, our WeChat group, or you can find our direct emails, WeChat accounts linked down in the show notes. For this first episode as a host, the China Business Cast team and I decided to talk about a very popular topic over the last few years, digital marketing and influence, which in Asia is one of the most cost-effective customer acquisition channels. And to talk about that, I invited a fellow Chinapreneur, Fabian Byrne, who will explain his ways of how to use influencer marketing in Asia. Well, hope you all enjoy and let's tune in. So yeah, today we're going to have an interesting guest. We're going to have Fabian Byrne on the show. Fabian is uh, doing all kinds of things around uh, influencer marketing, which is uh, one of the popular topics that uh, we have covered in this show so far. So uh, let's welcome uh, welcome Fabian to the show. Awesome, thanks for having me. So I'm Fabian, originally from the Netherlands. Uh, I just turned 25 years old and I've been living in China for, for about a year. Uh, actually just moved away from China. Uh, I was living in Shenzhen where I run a marketing agency where we help Western companies uh, getting into China, uh, mainly through creative and influencer marketing. So we do a lot with the win, short video, live streaming, mainly focusing on Generation Z and the young millennials. Uh, I've been kind of all over the place. I've uh, moved out from the Netherlands about five years ago, uh, lived in Poland, uh, Thailand, Malaysia, Singapore for some time uh, before heading to China. I help there mainly startups with growth marketing uh, and performance marketing, uh, helping them to do acquisition, nurturing, uh, but also customer lifetime value. So I help different brands in, in different industries from beauty to real estate to F&B, all different kind of industries I, I was kind of involved. Uh, so that's where we're helping brands now also with. Okay, very, very interesting. So your company, Uplab, um, that's very China or Asia focused, correct? Yeah, correct. So we mainly focus on the on the Chinese market, I would say. Uh, but because I have some experience and connections uh, in Southeast Asia too, uh, we're also running campaigns in Southeast Asia, um, definitely for more like emerging markets as uh, Indonesia uh, or Vietnam. Okay, and uh, then you you focus more on uh, influencer marketing. Well, how correct. would you define how would you define influencer marketing, or what would be, um, according to you, your expertise? Why is so popular in Asia? I, th I think definitely in Asia, because I'm from Europe originally and we're quite used to advertisements there and seeing advertisement, clicking on it and buying stuff. Uh, but actually, since I've been in, in Asia, uh, I learned a lot that uh, a lot from 
products people bought came from our family or friends or any kind of relationship they have from a person they trust. Um, and that's how I got actually more and more interested in influencer marketing. In a way, like I saw a big potential of influencers who had such an influence that they could convince their audience to buy certain products. Um, so that's how I got more and more into it. Uh, definitely the way how content is consumed by a younger generation. Um, they're like, uh, yeah, they, they know what advertisements are, like definitely these hard advertisements as offline, like billboards and stuff, but also just advertisements they see, let's say on an Instagram or a Facebook, um, and they just skip them away. They don't even look at it. Uh, but influencers, these are like people they're following uh, every single day. So they, they are much interested in what content they create. Um, and yeah, also the products influencers are selling or recommend to their audience. Okay, cool. And then when you say uh, younger generation, what uh, can you specify that? Is that like 12 to 18 or, or 20 to 30? Well, what, what, do you, what do you mean? Um, the younger generation, I will, I will define like starting at 13 years old now to wow. um, people, yeah, I will say up, up to 25. Uh, but I see an increase also for, for campaigns we run or influencers who are getting up to 40 years old, for example. Um, like okay. young moms who are promoting, yeah, like baby products and stuff like that. So there's like a growing audience in a, a little older than that. But I would say all our kind of millennials or Gen Z were influencer marketing, at least what we experienced, uh, could be very important way of reaching your audience. Okay, okay. So it, it's mostly the, the younger generations, but there is a bit of um, differentiation for, for certain brands and certain uh, certain cases going on. Correct. It, it depends really on, on the brand you are and what audience. Like there, there are travel influencers who are 60 plus, right? <laughs> so th there could be also interesting, but we focus specifically on the younger audience, partly because I am young uh, and the team we work with are young and the influencers we work with are also young. So I think we know better than any other how to reach this audience. Okay, got it. So one of the, the more popular uh, platforms related to uh, influencer marketer these days is uh, Douyin, especially in China and, and outside of China, it's known as uh, TikTok. Um, but can you explain why why this massive success of this platform is, is in Asia and, and is spreading around the world? So for TikTok, uh, so we have been offering TikTok services uh, for over a year now. So actually since the end of 2017, um, that's partly because uh, my girlfriend was one of the first by Douyin contracted influencers uh, since mid 2016. So she has actually been involved with Douyin from, from the early days and really was there with the product development, see, see how the product and, and, the, and the company actually grew. So I think Douyin did something very interesting in the way how they reached their audience. So what they did at the early days was they got influencers from other platforms and they start paying them to create content. But basically meant that a lot of their audience went to Douyin, uh, which they had collected on, on different platforms. And they did a lot through offline and online uh, advertisements uh, actually against everything. So when I lived in Shenzhen, I saw Douyin in the early days having like karaoke boxes in, in shopping malls, etc. So this helped a lot to reach this audience, but in a total different way. Um, and Douyin definitely in the early days were people with a specific skill set. I don't know if some of the listeners know, but yet Musical.ly 
which um, which is also a very had a very young audience, which is now TikTok. But they had a specific type of video. I think since Douyin exploded about a year ago, the content went really much to like a Vine-ish, so like short video entertaining content, where I, as a foreigner, learned a lot actually about the Chinese culture. But for me, it was very tough to create interesting content because I, I, I wasn't Chinese in that sense. So for Douyin, I think there, there was a lot interesting, very down-to-earth content with very catchy music. So brands around it start actually using Douyin videos or even the music in their own stores to attract these these users. Okay, okay. So you're you're pretty close to. Uh, are are you a Douyin influencer yourself right now, or I'm not a platform. I'm, okay. I'm not. I'm I'm not a real content creator in that sense. Like I'm not very comfortable <laughs> um, okay, doing I that. Getcha. But yeah, my, my girlfriend was in the early days, uh, but she decided that she didn't want to grow hard and become an influence in that sense. Uh, she wanted to keep it like small and just for herself. But since then, she still has been involved and uh, has a, has a good network of all the influencers um, from the early days, definitely. Sure, sure. That, that's a that's a point uh, that I'd like to top, uh, touch upon a, a little bit later about that network. That's that's maybe something mm -hmm. interesting as well. But before we go there, um, is there also like an element of storytelling in this whole influencer marketing? Is it like an? They're short videos, but they're are they part of a longer story in, in together? And, and that's how they uh, communicate with with their audiences. I think in, in terms of influencer, they all have a kind of team what they want to you know, basically tell to, to their audience. So you have beauty influencers who do a lot of makeup tutorials, for example. This could be both guys and girls, though. Uh, but then you have also more entertaining. And these are like these short type of sketches of 15 seconds long, which are just funny to watch, uh, very down to earth, usually where they joke around with their friends or their own family. So this is kind of... They're not really telling a story in that sense for a long term in different videos, one big story. They have like these very short, engaging videos where they have to attract their audience actually or trigger their audience in one or two seconds to convince them to watch for 15 seconds. So there is a, a certain form of storytelling in that where it's very important that you're able to tell, let's say even as a brand, to tell your story in 10 or 15 seconds. Um, but all over the channel, yeah, there is a certain team, but there's not a, a long story like you would watch a series online uh, on Netflix or something where you go story and then there's like different episodes where you see YouTubers are also heading now. They, they're creating more episodes uh, which are aligned or connected to each other. Um, Douyin is not like that. Okay, okay. Um, you guys at, uh, at Uplugged, you're doing quite a, quite a lot of bit. Um, one of the things that you're uh, organizing is the China Influencer uh, Summit as well this year. And, and can you tell us a little bit about it? What, what are the goals? Why are you organizing it? And, and what kind of expectations do you have um, out of that? Yeah, so we have a personal network of influencers, uh, partly through my girlfriend, who we know actually quite of these influencers uh, personally. 
like we met them, for example, in person, or my girlfriend went to the in parties with them, etc. So we saw, we saw them actually um, having some struggle with working with international brands mainly. Um, so this China Influencer Summit is, uh, we organize this mainly for the influencers, but also it's a very interesting concept, I would say, for, for brands themselves. So we organized the first one in 2018, May 2018, where we have like one of the most exclusive venues in Shanghai, where we got actually foreign companies um, having, the, have, having the opportunity to meet Chinese influencers. So they basically got together um, listening first to talks, like how to use influencer marketing, how to create interesting content, how to manage a campaign, uh, how to communicate with influencers, etc. So we had a lot of positive feedback at that time. Um, so we decided to organize Again, the China Influencer Summit with different types of influencers from different channels, uh, but also more different kind of brands uh, who wanted to connect with each other. So we're aiming now to get MCNs in, so multi-channel networks who are working with loads of influencers, but also, yeah, smaller, but also larger foreign, foreign brands active in the Chinese market, uh, looking for new opportunities to reach their audience. Okay, yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, um Influencers and brands connecting together and, and learning from each other. Um, that's, uh, that's one of the cool things uh, about that, I think. Yeah, I, I think uh, personal personal relation or having a personal network definitely in China is, is very important. Like you can add each other on WeChat and have a short conversation, but we really believe in that you have to build a relationship. So that's why we decided to organize this event where you actually can come together and you you have a real face behind it and you know the person uh, and that you really can uh, help each other in, in that way. So it's really just helping out each other grow uh, and win, like the influencers with their audience and the brand with their, with their great products. So that's for us, yeah, a really important thing. So building these relationships that they can work, for example, long-term together and not just like a one-time payoff, you promote a small campaign uh, and that's about it. And then after that, you never talk with each other or you're unsatisfied with the ROI. So yeah, that's where we focus on really building these relationships. Got it, got it. It's all about making value and, and increasing that value and make it Correct. a long-lasting long uh, uh, part of, of the whole marketing chain. Correct. So maybe maybe it would be interesting for our audience to to learn a little bit more about how does it work. Like, let's say I'm a brand, I want to market in in China. How do I find these influencers, or how do I after I found one, how do I start engaging with them? What is the process like? How do I start working with an influencer? Yeah. So. I can take an example of what we do with, with a brand. So if a brand comes to us and they're like, let's say, uh, new to China or they have a limited budget. So we work mainly with, I would say, smaller companies who have a limited budget instead of we work with very big corporates who run massive campaigns. So we have a lot of people who are actually coming to us like, hey, I'm new in China or I'm already for a while in China, but I have problems to uh, reach my audience. Like I've tried Weibo, I've tried WeChat, but it's for me very tough to actually engage with them or, or reach them in the first place. So I heard about influencer marketing and I'm, I might want to try it out. So then first of all, as a company, we look at like, okay, what have you, what have you done in the past? What, what do you know what works, what doesn't work? And what type of channels did, do you have set up? Like, um, and what is your goal? Do you want to create brand awareness? Uh, do you want to create brand credibility? Or do you want to generate sales? So let's say you want to generate sales. Uh, if you choose for a channel as Douyin, for example, um, 
you should have a store like a Tabao, JD, or Tmall store um, to connect your products to Douyin, where influencers, for example, would be directly able to sell the products um, through their own video. So we really look like, okay, which channels do you have currently have in place? How is everything set up? Uh, how does your marketing funnel looks like? Basically from acquisition to nurturing to, okay, what if they become a customer, how do you activate them again that you focus more on inbound marketing? So we really look over all what are you currently doing um, and how can we help you to improve in a certain step of your marketing funnel or your marketing strategy? So based on that, we create, help, help businesses create content. Yeah, content creation through this influencer marketing. Uh, I think an important thing is that you have to clarify kind of your, your budget to know what's clear. That you, that you have to get clear for yourself. Uh, there are a lot of influencers working with MCNs uh, and MCNs charge because they also have to earn money. So and so the influencer gets a cut, the MCN get a cut, then might be that the marketing agency get a cut. And then you have to pay at the end of the day for all these different steps. So. That's where we partly come in like, hey, we have a personal relationship. We know which influencers work with MCNs and which don't and where we where we can help you. So I think for influencer marketing, uh, it's very important, again, to build these relationships, but also provide value in, in different ways. Besides just being able to pay them a certain amount of money to promote your business or product, uh, see how you can provide value for them. So what we, for example, did was uh, we ran a campaign um, and the client had limited budget. So what we did was we told the influencer, hey, you can go to a certain sports match, like an NBA match in, in Shanghai, and you can go there and we put you in a nice hotel. This is a whole creating a whole experience around for, for the influencer. Instead of just paying them money, you can offer them something else where they are excited about. So that's for us really important. So we help there to explore the different opportunities you have besides just paying money, that there's a nice balance and that both the influencer will be happy and that you will be happy at the end of the day. Okay, yeah, I understand. You mentioned budget or limited budget several times. So maybe maybe it's a little bit of a, a, a nice thing for our audience to know a little bit. What What is the minimum kind of budget? Like I'm a, I'm a medium to medium company um, entering China or have already entered China. But what kind of like how much do I need to start to, to get started with influencer marketing on Douyin? Yeah, I think it kind of depends what, what your goal is like at the end of the day. Like if you want to generate sales, there should be a different type of content than just brand awareness, for example. So and sure. also a different intention from the influencer himself or herself. So in, in terms of budget, I think we start, I would say, pretty cheap. We start around two and a half thousand um, euros. So how much is that? Maybe like or around 15 to 20,000 RMB, we, we can start. Um, and then usually you already have a couple influencers involved in your campaign. Um, so you, you can work with smaller influencers, which let's say have 50 to 200K uh, fans. Uh, mm -hmm. Then you have like this, this bigger size, like 200K plus to about a million. And then you have like influencers above a million. So we, yeah, we really look at like, what type of influencer would fit the best to your brand? Like, it's quite important, like what have they done in the past? With which brands did they work in the past? Uh, do they have some history that they're able to sell, etc.? So in terms of budget, it yeah, it depends how experienced and mature the influencer is too and with what of kind of brands they work. Um, but there are influencers who are charging 
yeah, around 5K RMB starting to just create content. Uh, but it goes up to, I don't know, 400K for, for a post or 500K for a post. So yeah, it, it, it kind of depends. You can go kind of as crazy as you want, but yeah, you can start with limited budget. At least that's where we believe in that you can generate sales or generate awareness even when you have a limited budget uh, and not an, a, a corporate uh, MNC budget. Sure. Start testing, testing the market, testing the water, see see what's what's going on, and uh, learning more about experiences, and then possibly later scaling up to uh, to bigger and, uh, and and better campaigns. Correct. So that's the mindset we we also have. So we're we have a performance mindset. So we always recommend start small, like try different types of influencers, content creators out. And then the, you see what works, then you take what works for, let's say, 80% of your budget or time, and you focus a lot on that, and 20% you keep trying new things. Uh, definitely in China, what works today doesn't have to work tomorrow. So it's, it's an important that you keep testing different things, uh, do trial and error. So starting with a small budget, see what works, and then you can scale from there. At least that's where we believe in. That makes sense. Makes sense. China is, is very dynamic. It's always changing, and, and it's never standing still. So uh, I fully understand what what right. happens. What how ha- what works today doesn't uh, work tomorrow or next week. Maybe um, always keep experimenting. I've also noticed that one of your newsletters you you mentioned um, that you're working on an influencer network kind of tool. What 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 is this tool, and and why is there a need for that, and and how would it work? So yeah. We, we, we're currently in beta with with like a, a tool where you can easily discover new influencers. So we have actually a lot of brands just contacting us and they're like, "Hey, can you can you make a list for us for interesting influencers we potentially could work with?" Um, first of all, for us internally, it's a it takes a lot of time because we have to search for influencers and we want to propose the right influencers suitable to the brief we got or the brand. Um, so what we did actually. First of all, to help ourselves is creating this kind of platform where we easily can source for the influencers in our net, our network, where we can see their profile, the amount of followers, an indication of their 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 posts, but also potentially reach, engagement rates, etc. So we build this plat- platform partly for ourselves, but also partly for people who are keen on working with influencers, but want to discover uh, them. And I think definitely in China, there's a lot of influencers. Or there are different influencer platforms. Uh, we believe that we yeah we value more quality above quantity. So instead of sourcing for in in a list of fifty thousand different influencers, we selected influencers we personally know we have experience with. They are in our network of influencers. So we, for example, only have a list of five hundred, but we know that they are legit, like have real followers or at least build build themselves from scratch out uh, with or support of Doin or support of other influencers. So we created that, yeah, that platform where you can easily source. So we currently have Doin influencers on there and Instagram influencers um, from Indonesia. So, but we're, yeah, adding new influencers on a daily basis. Okay, yeah, yeah nice. This sounds very similar to uh, to what Park Lu has, which is as uh, another influencer agency. Um, Correct. They're they're more focused on WeChat, Weibo, I think, and not so much on Douyin. I'm, I'm not 100 percent sure on that. They, yeah. So I, I know that they also do Douyin. So they do all different types, types oh, okay. of platforms too. Um, I think the, the largest difference is they they are a tech tech company in the, in that sense, right? So. 
their technology enables to help companies um, run campaigns. So I have a brief as a company and I can go to their platform, I post a brief and then influencers can respond on that or they will support with connecting with the influencers. For us, it's more like a discovery that you can see different types of content creators in different industries, how many followers get an indication for your price that at least you know, okay, this is, this is what we have. We know kind of how much budget we would need to get these type of content creators. Now we will look for the right agency. So we could be one of these agencies. So we help with the matching, we help with communication, setting up the campaign, etc. So we really will be involved from the start to the finish and basically after that too. So we're more agency, which used a platform like that just to support our, our own services, where they're kind of the opposite. Okay. Yeah. Got as far it. as I know, <laughs> yeah. and 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 your platform is already uh, you say it is in beta, but it's already live and accessible. Or do people need to get like a, a secret beta invite? Or no, it's just live and accessible. Like um, we we try to add more content and also uh, a sample content from different content creators. Uh, their images, like we're we're still adding and improving, but people can just visit it and check it out at least to search for some influencers. But again, we're adding more data and influencers over the over the coming weeks or months, or we keep keep expanding our network and added it to there. Sure, I'm sure that's an always an ongoing uh, ongoing job. Yeah, um, maybe maybe it's interesting to um, uh, we'll link the we'll uh, we'll put a link into the show notes to where people can find it, where our listeners can find it, in case they're they're cool. interested in having a look and uh, uh, and browsing what what's what's out there. Cool. Yeah, I think we're we're getting a uh, a lot of good value here, and we're we're going to the closer to the end of the episode. But maybe as the last part, maybe you can share some kind of best case or tips on how to create a successful campaign or something very brilliant that has happened in this whole space. Uh, uh, maybe some interesting tidbits uh, left there. So, so I, yeah, like I, I have a good case for, for, from a company who actually did very well. Like it, it's a larger company, but it doesn't mean <laughs> that smaller companies, for example, are unable to do that. So uh, a very successful campaign on, um, on Douyin was uh, Heidi Lau, which actually ran a campaign. I like them. Yeah, <laughs> I also like that. <laughs> so, but where they ran a campaign where they were like, um, where people could explore different food hacks. So you could order different dishes at Heidi Lau, and then you could kind of combine them to a new dish. And this was really kind of okay. called the Douyin dish. So when I went to Heidi Lau, you just ask, can I have the Douyin dish? And then they bring you these different things and they will make it in front of your face. So that's something which went super viral on Douyin in the sense like a lot of people wanted to go to Heidi Lau to try this new dish out, uh, but also different types of sauces uh, people could make and they were teached on, on Douyin. So this basically means like you, you kind of directly sell your brand. It's a form of brand awareness. It's a form of, I would say, brand credibility of the different types of products they could see, but also a, a form of engagement around the brand itself and the creativity people could use in, in Heidi Lau itself. So this helped a lot for Heidi Lau on all different yeah, in all different stages, actually, or all different kind of promotion you can do. So for Heidi Lau, I think it was a, it was a great a great campaign. I think for people who want to run an influencer campaign, again, it's 
you have to look what what is your goal what do you want to achieve at the end of the day and then really kind of map out how do i get there and what is the right platform for me uh, we see a lot of brands actually struggling with platforms like doin because it's a different type of content they are used to like they're used to if you come from the west like facebook or instagram like more static images or a short piece of text or doin is short video content or sometimes even live streaming so how can you create as a brand a 15 second video from scratch where you have no idea what to actually put in a video so we help brands with that process in that sense but i think it's really important to look at other brands on doin what they are doing who are similar to you but also at content creators who are similar to you i, I believe that brands should start creating now their own influencers uh, too instead of yeah just being there as a brand on the platform there are a couple of brands who on doin for example who have their ceo on the platform where they post content from the ceo and making it more same, personal yeah they make it very personal and they directly sell the products on his account or her account so that's that's what actually people want to see they don't want to engage so much with a brand anymore but more with a person so it's good for brands to build their own influencers in that way and collaborate with influencers if you run an influencer campaign where they can tag you in the win for example that people will go to your channel and check it out and then you sell the okay. products indirectly so i recommend if you do something with influencer marketing to have that at least in the back of your mind instead of, instead of thinking always from a brand's perspective like how can we reach our consumer through a personal perspective who are the people behind the brands Correct. Okay, cool. Uh, before I forget, uh, I'd like to add for the listeners who don't know what is what is Heidi Lau, because we've been talking about that, but uh, quite a few people who are not in China might not know. Uh, Heidi Lau is a is a quite a popular hot pots restaurant. Um, actually, I don't know where they started, but it might have been in Chengdu or um, uh, Chongqing. I think so yeah, um, that's that's where I'm uh, based. Um, but the, but they're all over China now and. Um, uh, while you were telling this story, I was like thinking, these guys, they don't need more marketing because every time I need there, I see like 300 people waiting to get in the restaurant or like sitting sitting outside the restaurant on the like small tables just waiting to get to the real table to eat. Yeah, correct. Uh, and get your nails done. <laughs> exactly. They, they, they clean your nails. They they, they they clean your glasses. They they shine your shoes. There's like a baby daycare. You can drop off your kit. They take care of like a whole Ikea kind of setup. Um, it's, the, it's, it's the best service restaurant I've ever been to in China uh, by far, I think. Correct. Same um, here. That, that's, that's why I like them. The, in Chengdu, they always say, oh, the food is all right. Yeah, food is okay. It's not really that good hot pot, mm. but the service is immaculate. Um, okay, well, thanks a lot for all that, that great content. Uh, how can people people reach you or reach your business? Um, they have an email, Twitter, Douyin. Uh, <laughs> they can reach me on LinkedIn, just Fabian Byrne. I, I post regularly on Douyin quite a bit, uh, but also influencer marketing, uh, etc. So LinkedIn, Fabian Byrne, and then uplab.asia, which is our company website, where we do often our blogging. We wrote the Douyin playbook where people can learn more about Douyin. So, so the website, LinkedIn, uh, I would say these are the main channels. And if you want to email me directly, it could be fabian at uplab.asia. Okay, that sounds cool. We'll, uh, we'll link these up in the, in the show notes as well. Yeah, anything else you want to add? 
No, not that much actually. <laughs> well, no, this is great. We had now. a we had a lot of value. Um, well, we'll we'll see maybe in a in a year or so uh, what's the status of Doyenna. Maybe we can uh, get you back on the show and uh, do a do a follow up. <laughs> awesome, will be great. All right, man. Thanks. Uh, thanks a lot for your uh, for your time and all your great value that you've uh, given to our listeners. Yeah, no problem. Doing business in China is a complex world. You can quickly feel alone and lost in its maze. But don't worry, China Business Cast is here for you. Sign up for our newsletter and regular updates on our website at www.chinabusinesscast.com. Thanks for tuning in.